Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Merrick, you showed up on the show last week and you had a bit of a wish list. And I have to admit to you that after you said that the Dolphins should trade for Aaron Donald, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> All Tuesday, as I was scrolling my feed, there was a massive trend of people asking for Aaron Donald to be signed to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. So, of course, that was a pipe dream, but, you know, you let those thoughts creep into your head. But overall, are you happy with how the trade deadline ended? You have Dallas picking up a cornerback, Russell Douglas from the Green Bay Packers. You have, uh, who was it? The Jaguars added a guard. How thrilling is that? Ezra Cleveland. So when you consider that there were a couple teams who made improvements, we'll, we'll call them improvements. I don't even think Ezra's starting um, for the Browns. I think he, or the Jaguars, I think he's just a depth piece. The Dolphins didn't do too much. So where, where do they stand right now? Did they have to do something to kind of keep up with the pack? Yeah, I don't think they had to. Uh, I, you know, I, I floated the name Aaron Donald as just a complete pipe dream. Just, I, I believe I even said it was 99.9% not going to happen. You know, just I didn't know how they were going to make it work or, or or pay him or anything like that. But, you know, I, I didn't seriously think that the Dolphins or any team would trade for Aaron Donald for that matter. You mentioned the Bills getting Razul Douglas. That's a good ad for them. He is a good player. He's a good player, uh, dime corner, nickel corner. Um, he will help the Buffalo Bills. Um, but the Miami Dolphins, while not making a trade, are also getting a lot of players back as well. We talked about that players coming back from injury. You know, we could be getting Teron Armstead back this week, if not after the bye. Uh, his practice window was open. We could be getting, you know, Xavier Howard back, Javon Holland back. Devon Achan is coming off of injured reserve after the bye week as well. So th this team is getting a lot of reinforcements back. Connor Williams hasn't played in a while. And, and, you know, this, this offense looks different when he is manning that center position. So while holding a six and two record and having a, a, a you know, a record breaking offense, 
with record-breaking performances by individual players, they still haven't been healthy. So th- this this team's going to get healthier on both sides of the ball, and it'll feel like they made some mid-season trades, even when they didn't actually have to give up any draft capital to do so. Any more little, draft capital, anyways. It was a little scary because I actually just tweeted out, are we mad the Dolphins didn't make any moves? And you can go back and check this. Not a single person said yes. Not a single person was mad, and that just absolutely blew my mind that we're all kind of on the same page here. However, Merrick, we got to make one slight correction to what you said. The Dolphins have made one move. Chase Claypool. We cannot forget about him. They they did trade trade for Claypool uh, a few weeks back. Not a trade deadline deal. You saw Claypool get in the game a little bit against the Patriots. He was hyped too. He he wants to kick down a door so badly. Yeah, I he 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 was. Uh, he had the one catch, but had some good yards after catch on that. And that was all muscle. That was all power, which was nice to see. It's don't get me wrong. It's really fun watching Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle do their thing. They're extremely fast. They like to make guys miss. Uh, but sometimes you just like to watch a football player hit another football player in the mouth. And Chase Claypool definitely did that uh, on his reception. So that was fun. But he was also great in the in the run blocking game. He was yep. blocking his ass off, which is great to see. Jalen Waddle came out. He said that today in his media availability. You, you have to block to play for the Miami Dolphins. And Chase Claypool said, hey, I'm cool with that. And he, uh, he planted some Patriots defenders on their asses in that game. And that was uh, a fun thing to, to see as well. So now we'll see if maybe you get a, a few more uh, packages on offense for Claypool. I'd love to see some end arounds and jet sweeps and things like that. Mike McDaniel loves to do plays like that. So we could see some of that uh, happening here soon. And maybe it'll, it'll get unleashed against the Chiefs, a game where they're going to have to score a lot of points to win this one, I feel. Uh, and who knows? Do you think that Miami muscling through so many injuries might have kind of guided their decision to not sign anyone. Uh, I was going through the practice squad and I know the the rules have changed recently uh, where you can have some veterans on that um, unit. I mean, you saw what Julio Jones did with the Eagles, right? You start them on the practice squad and you work them up. It's a nice way to kind of juggle your roster. The Dolphins have five players. They actually re-signed Perry Nickerson to the practice squad yesterday, yesterday being Wednesday. And that's someone who played in five games for the Miami Dolphins already this year. So I'm kind of getting the sense that these guys are feeling confident with the process, right? These guys aren't stars, right? They could have gone out, added a Chase Young for a third round pick, and that would have been great. You're instantly adding talent to the team. But I think the Dolphins are really starting to trust some of these second and third string guys who have had to come in and play. Brandon Peely, Deshaun Hand, these guys might not be higher than like 70 on Madden, but we've seen what they can do in a game. And that progress, practicing all throughout training camp as well, might just mean more to this front office than going out and, and signing someone and trying to pick them up and, you know, give them the express view of the scheme and everything like that. And and I believe you mentioned this an episode or two ago where I was on with you guys, where you were talking about how Julio Jones can sign with the Eagles and then immediately play like three or four days later because their scheme isn't as complex as the Miami Dolphins scheme. The Miami Dolphins offensive scheme is based on timing and anticipation, being where you're supposed to be uh, in the right window at the right time. 
Uh, and you can't just, you can't, like, like you said, you can't just muscle your way through that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's very precise. It's very intricate. And that's why you see a guy like Chase Claypool get traded for, and then he doesn't see the field for a couple weeks and he doesn't get any meaningful snaps for three weeks because he has to learn the system. It's a very heady system, system, a very intricate system. And, adding somebody on either side of the ball, because I would say the defense is actually also a very intricate defensive system. There are very specific rules and specific assignments for different roles on that defense. So you can't just sign a guy and then put him in a spot and say, okay, just go rush the passer or go do this thing that you always do, because it's a very specific defense. So, you know, you could trade for somebody at the trade deadline, but you might not even see an immediate return. You might have to wait two or three weeks for that player to contribute significantly. So then you ask yourself, you know, am I giving up a third round pick for Chase Young, not from week nine on, but more so like week 12 on? And is it Good worth point. it from from that from that uh, you know standpoint, and and I don't have the answer for that. I think Chase Young is a is a good player, maybe not as dominant as as uh, at least the Commanders would have hoped when they took him high in the draft. Uh, obviously not; they traded him for a third round pick. So um, I think he'll do well in San Francisco, but I was okay with the Dolphins not making a move there. And then you look at who else got dealt, and like you were talking about, Ezra Cleveland. Uh, I like our guards better than Ezra crazy to say but it's true man it's these guys have been i mean lester cotton comes in and I, the coolest thing i saw sorry to cut you off was travis wingfield right he works for the dolphins he is an absolute nut when it comes to grinding the film i think he had a tweet and i'm sorry if this is wrong where he's like oh wait they were rotating in robert jones and lester cotton for a little bit and, and nobody could tell the difference and, and it, i thought that was so interesting where we could kind of just see that this unit was still operating without the fact that, hey, we switching guys in and out, and it's not just completely blowing up this entire offense. I thought that was one of the coolest uh, little little nuggets I thought I uh, might have uncovered. Again, I could be wrong about that, but I thought he tweeted that out. I just, I, I was sad. That you're, you're young. I'm an old head. All old heads listening to this podcast will get my joke that our guards are better than Ezra. It was an old band from the 90s <laughs> named, named Better Than Ezra. Had Ooh. like one or two songs, so... Uh... Uh, anyways, yeah, but but like who who were they who were they realistically going to deal for? Right. Aaron Donald wasn't happening. They couldn't afford somebody like Garrett Bowles. Plus, they really like the tackles and the offensive linemen they have here right now. Which, if you would have said that a year ago, I think everybody would have laughed. Actually, I, I think Chris Greer did say that during the off season, and everyone did laugh. Um, and then, you know, we've seen how that's played out. This team, uh, this offensive line is completely turned around. So I don't think there were a lot of additions you were going to make. And there wasn't, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta draft young players to replace aging expensive guys. If you want to keep the window open. So I think the dolphins are doing things the right way right now. Um, you know, they're trying to win this year, next year, they're all in right now, but I, I don't think they're trying to, you know, kind of hamstring hamstrung themselves so much so that they in two, three years are going to have to, you know, tear it all the way back down to the ground and, and build it back up, which, you know, is appreciative. I am appreciative of that as a fan who's been through too much pain in my lifetime with this team. And I'm just skimming quickly, but I mean, you go down this roster, Deshaun Elliott's your starting strong safety and the Dolphins needed a safety just dealing with injuries. Brandon Jones missed the first four or five weeks of the season on offense. Braxton Berrios is only the first year starter on this team. So that kind of too speaks to how we got to trust these guys and move and develop each week together. And I mean, you, you go through the list of this offensive line, 
Robert Jones started in the playoffs for this team. Lester Cotton started in the playoffs uh, for this team. Keon Smith is maybe the wild card that who hasn't played a lot of time, but hey, it's a good thing that Austin Jackson has stayed healthy. And then, you know, even, I know this is going to be horrible to say, but Liam Eichenberg started a game at center in Philadelphia. No matter what fire he gets to th- thrown in from there, it won't be as bad as that, right? It won't be as bad as being thrown in the fire against the Buffalo Bills. And I just think that stuff's so important when someone wants to say, oh, we should have made a trade. We should have done this. I think that our perspective of the players kind of gets stuck on the, you know, preseason training camp type um, where they are on the depth chart. But I mean, so much goes into that and it's so fluent throughout the year where these guys change and just, you know, you're only funny against two or three people just because you don't bunny hop them or take a starting job doesn't mean you're not getting better. Yeah. And, and, you, you know, they got practices, numerous practices, numerous games. These guys get better as the season goes along. So, you know, barring any, any crazy injury or anything like that on the first part of the year, you know, you don't necessarily need to make a move, especially when your team's playing as well as the Miami Dolphins are playing. So um, they're rolling with what they got and what they, what they've got has, has gotten them to a six and two record. And especially on offense has, has proven to be one of the top units in the league. And now this defense is getting healthier and uh, yeah, things are shaping up and you get a little nervous, man, those expectations go up and and you just don't want to be let down, but hopefully this is the year they don't let us down. Hopefully this is the year where, where they keep the winning ways up through the regular season, find themselves with a playoff spot, maybe a high seed in the playoffs, maybe the number one seed in the playoffs. And this weekend's game will go a long way towards, uh, you know, them being able to, to claim that. And, uh, you know, you see what happens from there, uh, but it's been a fun ride so far. 